why you're such a potsy. Monday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Ready to race to you. These days are on. Happy days. These days are on. Share them with me. Welcome to Rockin' All Week with you. Season 3, episode 12. I think episode 32 overall. I'm your host, Dan, and this is the final episode covering season 3 of Happy Days. We are, in this episode, covering uh, Sight for Sore Eyes, February 24th, 1976, and Arnold's Wedding, March 2nd, 1976. And then we're wrapping up this season. Going to take a little break, and I'll be back with big old season 4. So let's let's dive right into Sight for Sore Eyes. Um, in this one, uh, the Fonz has been developing headaches and his vision's going blurry. He goes to see Ralph Malf's dad, who's an optometrist, gives him glasses. But the Fonz has a little trouble because he doesn't think glasses are cool. So he drives his motorcycle into Lake Michigan. And then he can't properly, unless he wears his glasses, announce who's going to be the fool of the year at the big April Fool's Dance at Arnold's. Spoiler. I think it might be Potsy this year. Again. So, uh, yeah, this is the Fonz Gets Glasses episode. Uh, listen to this. I'll be right back. This one's uh, directed by uh, Jerry Paris and written by Dave DeClon, and it's a fun episode. I, I think it's quite a good episode. It's another, you know, obviously Fonzie-led one, and this time Fonzie um, is, uh, you know, oh, they have two stalls in Arnold's bathroom now. Remember, didn't they used to only have one in there? Am I wrong on that? Wait a minute. Where's, where's that other stall go? Isn't the wall there? Wait, but look, look at where that second stall is because the first stall is like up against the, so you like walk in the door and you take a step or two and you sort of hit the wall of the stall and the stall goes there and goes up to the door you know where the window is and the phone but then the next stall is like I'd never noticed that before what I don't understand the architecture of Happy Days I really don't yeah I mean that stall that stall goes maybe the other one does too Jeez, I don't understand. I don't understand the bathrooms in Arnold's at all. Okay, uh, and boy, that and that one tall guy got to stop peering in at the other guy. Who, uh, I'm sorry. What what happens at the beginning of the episode is the Fonz won't let anyone in his office because he's got a bad headache, and Arnold eventually kind of pounds his way in, and all these guys come rushing into the to use the toilet. And um, they they the urinal hadn't been invented yet. Actually, I have no idea when the urinal was invented. Did you think there'd be one there? But um, if it were like all in the family, I think there would be one there. But um, I guess they got two stalls, and I don't understand the way the wall works in there. Anyways, it's a fun episode. It's it's Fonzie led. He's he's got yeah. He's getting these bad head headaches. His eyesight is blurry. We could see him do a cool thing where Mister C can't 
close a window and he's been pounding on it and pounding on it and pounding on it and and the fonts kind of leans against the window takes a deep breath takes two steps two three steps into the room and kind of like i should watch it right now one two two paces and then he pounds his foot on the floor and the window closes which everyone loves and um yeah and he's just having a um He's having a rough time of it. He, it's. I think it's implied that it may have been something. Something happened possibly in in the garage where he works. Oil, something got in his eyes or something like that. It's, it's never said for certain, but it's his right eye is weaker than his left eye, which is causing his left eye to strain, which is giving him headaches. So, uh, 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 Ralph's dad gives him glasses, which he won't wear, and that's how he ends up driving into Lake Michigan. Uh, in, in a nice bit of continuity, um, the Richie's still uh, away. At, at at Northwestern, although there's a bit of a there's a, it's it's funny because when we saw Richie in the previous one, it was I'm going away for two weeks, and then we see him about halfway through very briefly, and at the end of this one he comes back, so the two weeks are up. But sort of this thing with the Fonz with his headaches and everything, it feels like it goes on for a few days. Like how long does it take someone to get glasses in like the late fifties? Uh, I know you can get them in about an hour now, but back then. Surely, I, I would think it maybe took a little longer. It all it all feels very compact because yeah yeah uh, Richie shows up for the final scenes and um, we'll talk about that in a moment. But we do get to meet Ralph's dad. Well, let me let me let, let me just give you my um uh my my finish my thoughts on the episode itself. I think it's a mighty charming episode that has a lot of laughs in it. it has a few important points. We meet Ralph's dad. Who is an optometrist and who is as goofy as Ralph? How are ya? How are ya? Um, uh, and uh, yeah, he's as, like I said, he's as goofy as Ralph is. And they have a great moment where Ralph says, uh, Fonz is gone, and Ralph says, Okay, Dad, I'm leaving. And uh, his dad steps back into his his um, his examination room, and Ralph scares him. And and Mr. Mouth uh, yells, and whoa, hey! And then um, uh, looks at Ralph and says, Come on, Ralph, let's go home and scare your mom, which I really liked. And the Fonz hits on um, uh, Dr. Mouth's uh, secretary, who's married. You know the Fonz. I think he hypnotizes uh, the secretary. Uh, but so we get to see that scene. We get to see um, uh, Ralph's dad working. That's great because he is very silly, but he does have moments where, like, the Fonz is like, "I'm not wearing glasses." Look, Mr. Fonzarelli, you gotta wear the glasses, etc., etc., etc. So the Fonz does take the glasses, and apparently Ralph's been telling the Fonz that, um, or his dad, that he gets the Fonz all his girls. Uh, so there's that scene. There, there is the scene where he drives to Lake Michigan, but um, it comes up like I saw a um, uh, plot breakdown of this where it kind of made that to be out to be a big deal, but it's really not that big of a deal at all. It's like a very short scene, and they spend more time. Will he be able to read a piece of paper with Potsy Weber on it? Spoiler: Potsy wins the Fool of the Year. Um, the the second uh, thing is that. Um, we've seen Richie and the Fonz t- talk about a lot of stuff over the over the season and, and, and before that. And we see how sort of close their friendship is getting and how sometimes, you know, um, Richie can get the Fonz to do something if the Fonz doesn't want to do it. And this one, the Fonz specifically states that it's a... <laughs> this little thing that Richie does and he can convince the Fonz to do a bunch of stuff. And he, he, he mentioned some things from earlier in the season, which is cool. And it's 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 only this is the second episode in a row because in the last one we had in Bring Up Spike we had suddenly Richie and Pot, uh, Ralph and Potsy appearing with the money that had been stolen. In this one, the Fonz is 
kind of being called out to judge or, or read the, the name of the winner of the contest, but he won't put his glasses on. He says, I wish Richie was here. And then all of a sudden, Richie shows up. You know, I took an earlier train so I could come and see this. So it's like the Deus Ex Mash, you know, I'm mean, called Deus Ex, Deus Ex Mash, are, um, they're crazy in these last two episodes. Yeah, because this one is, it's, it, I, I wonder why they, I mean, Ron Howard must have had something going on where, is he, is he shoot? Is he doing? Was he doing? Was when was eating my dust? When I'll look. I'll look that up. But I would bet you he he was maybe working on one of um a movie, in here. Although that could have been a little later. But I'll get back to you about that. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out because you know Richie's always in the episodes, and suddenly he's just doing like um. You know, he, he appeared at the beginning, brief scene at the beginning of the last episode, then a brief phone scene, then he has a brief phone scene here, and then he's in maybe the last five minutes of the episode. So uh, Ron Howard must have been doing something that involved them writing him out of most of these two episodes. But he does come back for the very end here, almost dropped out of the sky into the men's room to uh, save the day. And the third great thing is um, the Fonz's speech about glasses. Now's the time to find out who's going to be king fool for another year. And here to announce the winner is nobody fool, Fonzie. All right, all right. Listen, uh, the uh, judges said they had a very hard decision to make because there's so many fools to choose from. <laughs> all right, get out of the envelope, please. began as a character that the network heads were nervous about he began as a character kind of shady he began as a character who um richie um uh there's gang related stuff possibly something possibly violence uh and he wants richie to cheat for him early on and now he's delivering speeches more to the teenage crowd sitting there watching him but also, obviously, to the audience and to the viewers, basically saying, hey, kids, glasses are cool. Don't let anyone put you down. Glasses are cool. So it's almost like, um, remember, like, Freddy Krueger, by the time he hit, like, 
I know the Dream Master. Uh, there were Freddy the Kru- Freddy, Freddy the Krueger, Freddy Krueger dolls, and you know, parents. Uh, uh, what was it? DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince Nightmare on My Street. Uh, Fat Boys had their song in, in Nightmare on My Street Four. And, you know, novelty album with Freddie on it. And suddenly Freddie went from being a child murderer to being a character that the whole family loved. And sort of the Fonz is, uh, you know, a variation of this. Now the Fonz is selling the, hey, you know, don't let, don't let anyone get you down. Wearing glasses is cool. Hey, I wear glasses. Glasses are cool. So shut up about it. See, it's not as cool when I do it like the Fonz. The Fonz, um... The Fonz is more of a command, I think, of that. But but it is it is funny to see. We get we get Ralph, uh, Ralph's dad. We get Richie and and the Fonz sort of consolidating their relationship sort of even more. And and um and with the Fonz like admitting that Richie can get him to you know convince him of things. And the Fonz, I think, for the first time ever, very specifically like stepping forward as you know Fonzie mania has hit the U.S. and possibly the world, and he's basically stepping forward and saying, hey, you know, wear glasses if you got to wear glasses, because glasses are cool. Yeah, fezes are cool. Glasses are cool. So that's that's pretty cool. So I, I think it's a fun episode. Um, a lot of good jokes in it. You heard there were some good ones in there. Henry Winkler is very good in this, and, and Richie has a scene. Um, he's seen in the phone. He's at the phone when he's in Northwest. He's hanging out with a cute gal named uh, Lula Bell. And uh, there is this closing scene where there's a really poorly sort of dubbed bit where um, uh, when they come back for sort of the tag scene, the Fonz and Richie are sitting at a booth, but the Fonz, they're actually sitting at a booth sort of in the same spot they were sitting in at the beginning of the previous episode when when Fonzie asks Spike to, uh, asks Richie to babysit Spike for a bit and, he can, and Richie can't they're actually sitting more or less the same spots which makes me wonder if those two scenes were shot at the same time that would certainly make sense because then that they could have shot they could have shot um, those two scenes at the beginning of one episode uh, at the end of the next at the same exact time there and they could have shot the uh, scenes with Richie I mean because the, the thing to, to remember yeah with with um, with, uh, with Richie is that um when he's out there with the crowd, we mainly just see him like leaning against the jukebox, and we don't sort of see much crowd around him when he's sitting at the booth and then he's on the phone. And so he very they very easily could have shot the um, the the sequence, the two sequences in the booth, or the yeah, the two sequences of the booth at the table, um, and the sequence of the phone at the same time, and then shot the scene in the restroom uh, separately uh, at. You're at more or less the same time. I mean, there's just a brief scene. And I did look, um, uh, I think it was April or May, a few weeks or month or so after this episode, Eat My Dust um, came out. And a year after that, would or two years after that, would be um, Grand Theft Auto. So Eat My Dust, um, which he didn't direct. I think it was a Charles Griffith-directed um, film. But yeah, so so, and I think they say that, I read that, that Ron Howard shot his scenes in like 10 days. So presumably, if shooting an episode of Happy Days takes a week, he got two weeks off from shooting episodes, and they just shot two scenes of him in front of the phone. They shot two scenes at the booth and at the uh, in this booth and at the phone in Arnold's, and one quick scene in the restroom. They probably shot them all lickety split, super fast, without the audience there. 
and that was those were those were put into the episodes. So yeah, so so that is my guess that he was out shooting Eat My Dust, uh, which is a fun film. Again, Fonz does go into Lake Michigan. There's a great moment where he's he's saying how he's not going to wear glasses. He's going to spend, spend the next few months in his room. And Potsy and Ralph can bring over the cars he needs to work on at night. And the guy's like, well, we don't know about that, Fonz. And Fonz puts his fist up and goes, hey, which is great. Um, yeah, overall, yeah, it's, it's a funny episode. Um, there's some good uh, some good Joni in it. There's, there's a great moment where Joni is... Um, is not getting help from anyone with her geometry homework. And so she says, I'm going to go up to my room. And then as, as she's almost at steps, she says, wait a minute, I'm sending myself to my room now, which is a great laugh. And then the Fonz um, says a quick prayer looking up to heaven. And he says, God, how could you do this to me? Didn't you always say that I was your favorite? <laughs> which is pretty awesome. Um, and so overall, it's a fun episode. It's a good one for, for the end of the, the season, and it doesn't belabor the um, the glasses point. I mean, it's it's just the Fonz simply can't wear the glasses. He can't get himself to wear the glasses because he doesn't he doesn't think they're cool. But once you drive into a lake, that kind of puts you halfway there to maybe wearing some of the glasses. So as far as time goes, obviously this um, the uh, it ends on April Fools. I'm guessing it's 1959. Um, I guess it would. I, I'm going to say 1959. I mean, it could be 1960, but I'm I'm going to guess 1959 because it still is the 50s. I, I think I, I I don't know, but there's a and and they are the guys are in their senior year of high school because the April Fool's dance thing uh, is. Um, yeah, is is said. I, I think it's a high school thing, as far as I could tell. And and Potsy says that he's won four years in a row, so this would be his last year to um, take the coveted um, prize home. Yeah, I think I think I was I was able to keep my last episode down to a decent um, decent uh, time. Uh, not not too crazy. And I've always tried to keep these episodes under an hour, but if I can keep them even shorter, hey, that's great. You know, let's, uh, let's keep them keep them nice and tight and awesome. So, uh, yeah, this is a great episode. Well, I think I think it's a pretty darn good episode, bordering on great. The Fonz is fantastic in it. He gives a speech to everyone. Ralph and Potsy are great. Everyone's really funny. It's nice to have Richie and 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 Fonzie do that little scene in the end. And it, it is nice to sort of figure out the way they fit in Richie. Like, well, I already did that, but um, and it's funny to see like. Fonzie trying to put the glasses on, he just can't do it, and then all of a sudden Richie shows up. But when Richie shows up, I think he does show up sort of in the same shot where Ralph, Potsy, and Arnold leave. So that must have been, they must have shot it in there, and they probably um, piped it in a little bit later on, I would bet. But it's a great scene when um, he just, he doesn't want uh, Richie to speak. He just wants him to go, <laughs> and he's like, you know, and he's kind of pointing at him. <laughs> and then Rich tries to speak and says, no, just do the <laughs> and then he gets it wrong sometimes it's it's a fun it's a fun scene so yeah Cypher Sorise the penultimate episode of season 3 I quite like it I think it's quite a good episode um, and let's dive dive right in let's dive right into uh, Arnold's wedding last episode of the season I already gave you the date um, on it and this is basically um, Arnold's been in arranged marriage with a, a Japanese woman who has come over, I, I believe, from Tokyo, and uh, they're going to get married, and they're going to get married in Arnold's, and the Fonzie is uh, the Fonzie. It's like Freddy the Krueger. What, what, where am I getting this from? The Fonz is asked to be best man. He says yes, but he's extremely worried because there's a Fonzie curse. I, I think I, I believe he was asked to be best man twice before, and the marriage is everything just fell apart. And so he's a little worried that he's going to ruin their 
wedding, and I guess we'll 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 talk about what happens in a moment. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and carriage This I tell you, brother You can't have one without the other Love and marriage Written by Bob Bruner, directed by Frank Buxton I believe this is the last episode not directed by Jerry Paris. And this is, yeah, Arnold's wedding. As I said, Arnold uh, gets married to Momo. And they get married in the end. And uh, the Fonz is best man. He wears a kimono. And he puts forward the Fonzarelli curse. And uh, Patsy sings a really stupid song that's kind of charming in its, in its stupidity. <laughs> um, Mrs. C uh, tells the Fonz to sit on it. And it's it's funny, the... Uh, well, I'll, I'll just say that the thing with the sit on it is I know that sort of became a thing i still don't quite see where it came from but people have been saying that all season occasionally they've been saying oh you're such a potsy which you may have heard earlier um but but, but the sit on it thing is 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 pretty nice here because when mrs c says it she says it really loud and she really gets to the Fonz, and she really yells at the Fonz about his fonzarelli curse and it's, it's because momo um thinks uh she's just going to um hold arnold up because he's so american now so she calls off the wedding and um mrs c said well fonzie you go and talk to arnold and arnold says i'm not going to do it because the fonz really curse sit on it sit on it arthur and then she kind of yells at him and then actually actually she um she mrs c storms up the steps and Joni has a great moment where she says like what guts because Joni yells everyone hit the deck <laughs> when mrs c says a uh, sit on it fonz or, or or you know um and and she goes up the stairs and there's just probably my favorite laugh out loud moment of the episode comes when mr c is standing there after mrs c and Joni have gone up the steps listen to this I think that's very funny, <laughs> personally. Overall, it's just a really good episode. It's a nice episode to end on. Uh, I, I don't know if folks know that Pat Morita wasn't going to be on the show, wasn't going to be a regular on the show anymore. He's been so great this season. He's been so funny. It's nice to see him and Momo getting married. And she has like a big chaperone guy who keeps kind of keeping them apart whenever they try to um, hold hands. Oddly enough, Arnold and Fonzie wear kimonos at the wedding but the chaperone doesn't which is a little i don't i don't know maybe, maybe he's not supposed to wear a kimono i'm not sure but it's i think it's a really it's a really fine episode and it's a really nice season ender i, I know that wasn't sort of the way um folks uh looked at things like that i mean because we, we would have just gone right from this episode the next episode would probably have been a repeat that we all knew and loved and you know the fans probably doing something wacky i don't you know folks folks then didn't look at sort of uh yeah the season the season finales weren't weren't a thing uh series finales were occasionally a thing uh but but season finales weren't weren't really a thing and so this is just the end here and pat marita yes will be going away he will come back he will come back which is cool like i said he will be missed and 
yeah, it's I, I just think it's, it's a fine, funny episode to end the series on. The um, it's it, it's it's one of those almost where um. I mean, I guess you got to have the scene with Mrs. C, and the fun's kind of mad at Mrs. C for the rest of the episode. Not really, but you know they make up in the end, and um, Mrs. C gives him a kiss, and Fonz turns to Mr. C and says, "Does she yell at you like that?" Oh yeah, all the time, but we make up in a different way. They've been, they've been really playing up the um, when when did Three's Company start? When did the Ropers get feisty? I don't think I, th- I don't think Three's Company is around yet, is it? Or maybe it's starting right around now feisty older feisty middle-aged couple uh which is <laughs> which is quite quite lovely and and richie i i do like how richie is he he he's sort of like he's he's the one that arnold tells about the wedding he's the one who goes with arnold to pick momo up and he's kind of the um the voice of reason he and the fonz get a lovely scene right at the end um where they just talk briefly and then the fonz kind of snaps his fingers and gets a gal who may or may not be Japanese, but is certainly in a kimono um, to come over and dance with him. And and I will say they still have the pinball machine uh, nippet in the uh, in the. Uh, I sure hope that's nippet in the bud. Um, I, I don't believe it is. What's the Fonz doing with the pinball machine? By the way, there's a scene where the Fonz is talking about the Fonz early curse, and he seems to be diddling around with the interior of the uh, pinball machine. Gosh, I wish I still owned a pinball machine. We used to have one when I was younger. My stepdad had a pinball machine. It was a pirate-related one. And trust me, I love pinball machines. And something about going into your basement where there's a pinball machine is kick ass and we used to have i think i told you guys this one of those bowling games where you would slide like the little silver puck along the ground and there were like bowling pins hanging down and there were like little little like um sort of triangular um metal things sticking out of the bottom of the board when you like hit hit certain ones they made certain pins go up oh gosh that was fun no, I'm not going to tangent. I'm not going to tangent on you guys because we're at the end of the season. What uh, what else do I love about this episode? Yeah, I think I think it's a great ending uh, for the season. I think it's very funny. Um, yeah, I I don't the the joy of it is that um, it is one of those episodes where you don't think for any moment that Arnold's not going to get married, and you don't think for a moment that um, you know the Fonzarelli curse is going to happen or anything like that. But it has just enough sort of tension to it to keep things moving. Like I said, you know, seeing um, uh, uh, um, well, seeing Miss Mrs. C yell at him, and it is kind of funny because when he Fonz brings Arnold in and him and Arnold and Momo make up, it's almost immediately like, okay, Fonz, you're gonna have to wear a kimono. Okay, well, I went out and got Arnold, but I ain't wearing no kimono. You know, does it have a fly? No. Then it's a dress, and it's like, well, maybe I guess we're um. I mean, I guess like the chaperone guy, he's a huge guy, and when he shows up, he's wearing a kimono. What you know? But when the fan shows up with his kimono, it's I don't know. It's really goofy. Look, I mean, it almost looks like he's um I don't know. Do do like I I I've never been to Japan, but it almost whenever he comes in with that kimono, I almost think is he supposed to be like painting? Is that a painter's kimono or something like that? I I don't know what it is. It's not it's not like a cool kimono. It's kind of a it's it's almost like. You know, for a little more orange, you would think they were taking him away to prison or something. It's it's not the um, not the world's best uh, kimono, but but the um, yeah, the episode is just really good and it's charming and, and it's nice to see Arnold get so much time in here and he's funny and and Momo's lovely and she's cool too, and um, she gets a great line right at the end. Where are you going for the honeymoon? Oh, goes going to visit relatives back in Tokyo, and she says, "Oh, Miami Beach." And it's it's really a lovely ending to the episode. I mean, there are 
there are a ton of things I could I could go on about. Um, that the yeah the the Mrs. C scene is, is possibly my favorite in the episode because you get a really great sit on it, um, which borders on an explosive moment and. Um, and the Fonz is actually kind of absent for a large chunk of the episode when Momo shows up and stuff right after the Fonz announces the Fonzarelli curse. Jeez, I know there's a lot more to say about this episode. I mean, you get it was an Aunt uh, Sumi, who is the old the matriarch of Arnold's family, who um who thinks the Fonz is cool, but tears up Potsy's the paper that where Potsy's singing his ridiculous song, and it's it's a pure he's such a Potsy, and it's such a Potsy song. And there, there is a weird moment where Potsy comes up and he says, oh, I just had some authentic Japanese food. Oh, go sing your song. And then he goes back to eat some more Japanese food. And Mr. C mentions it briefly, but it's like, that seems to be a setup for a joke, doesn't it? I mean, when you see that, um, I just had some authentic Japanese food. And like, you think maybe he like ate a coaster or something like that, you know. Uh, but but it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it doesn't, it's a strange setup for a joke that doesn't happen. And uh, uh, come on, there's another weird moment. Oh, sorry, I just knocked over my papers there. There's another weird moment where the wedding is, is about to happen and they've cleared the booths. The booths are in the front are nowhere to be seen. And they have like pillows set up on the floor for the ceremony. And Ralph has been sent to find the fawns. And they mention a weird thing about he's taken the Polanski twins to the optometrist and he likes to walk them in front of, uh, one at a time, walk them in front of the um, optometrist to confuse, because they're twins, to confuse the patients inside. Um, but then you think, the optometrist, wasn't he just at the optometrist in the previous episode? And if after this episode there's no more Arnold, and Arnold was in the previous episode then I think this episode is meant to take place afterwards. And they said he'd have to wear glasses for several months. And in this episode, you see him quite clearly reading several pieces of paper. In fact, he reads phonetic Japanese off of a piece of paper. So whatever was wrong with his eyes is now done. And maybe it's the Fonz. Maybe he's so cool that it didn't take a couple months. It just took a week or something. But still, there are no, there's no mention of glasses. But there's a weird mention of an optometrist, which makes you think, where are Fonzie's glasses? And then you think, maybe this takes place before, but it can't really if this is Arnold's last appearance for a while, and he was in the last one. So what's going on there, unless this takes place in May or, or June? Um, it could. The, the problem is that we I think we've already established that um, this has to be past 1985 because we hear, what is it, Bird Dog, the El Everly Brothers? He's a dog. Um... Uh, which was a hit in 58, I believe. I don't know when exactly that was. I think it was a number one thing. It was like, that was a hit in the summer of 58, and that's on the jukebox. And so that means it can't be April of 58 because the song hadn't come out yet. But So that must mean, I would think, it's... it's oh, I, I guess, yeah, it's, it's, it must be past April of 59, and but they're not graduating yet. We we established in the last episode that you know the, the Potsy's been the high school April Fool's dance. He's been f top fool for four years in a row, which means he's a senior. Which means he's graduating most likely in June. And the next season we're going to have a graduation episode. So is this May, early mid May, early June? I don't know. I'm just glad the Fonz didn't drive him to Lake Michigan during the winter, because. 
it wouldn't have been just, you know, have him sit shivering in the dining room area with a blanket over him. It would have been treat him for hypothermia. But yeah, there's no there's no glasses on the Fonz, and so it must take place. Uh, um, you know what? I'm gonna give. I'm gonna say it takes place mid to late April. That the Fonz is so cool that his eyes corrected themselves. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but does it matter? No. It, again, it doesn't really matter, except for the fact that they were very specific about the last episode ending ending on April first. I don't know. We know this is the last one without a... Forget about it. So, it's a fun episode. I like the episode very much. It makes me laugh. The Fonz... It it is true because I'm wondering if they're kind of calling out the Fonz a little bit here. Like, in the last episode, he was the voice of uh, the hero for all the kids who have to wear glasses. But in this one, it's like, oh, the Fonz really curse. I can't be the best man. Oh, I'm not going to wear a kimono. I can't be the best man. And both times it's like, suck it up, Fonz, and do it. You know, it's and as Mrs. C says, it's your responsibility. Do it. So there's almost kind of like in the previous episode, they're acknowledging the, the Fonz, Fonzie mania and stuff. The Fonz is kind of a hero. But at the same time, in this episode, they're acknowledging that the Fonz does what he wants to do but there are times when you have a responsibility to others arnold has asked him to be the best man and there's junkie to, i've been best man i was best man for my friend eric so that, that that marriage is no longer together but they're still sweethearts the two of them well i think they're sweethearts they're not sweethearts to each other um but uh um, I was best man at that wedding, and there there are things you do, you know, as best man. There are things you take. I mean, I don't I don't understand why there's no bachelor party. I don't understand why, you know, the 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 um they they say you know after the everyone makes up, it's like all right, well the the uh, the Fonz really curse has been beaten. Well, the wedding is tomorrow. It still might happen. Well, why are we having a bachelor party now, Fonz? Come on, do that. You know, you got yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's a great episode um, to end the season on. I think uh, the previous episode was was really great too. Bring up Spike. Yeah, I like to. I mean, I think I think beauty contest I wasn't so thrilled with, but I think the last three things end really nice, and um, it's it's tricky. Like the kimono thing to me is tricky because that just almost seems like one thing too far. Um, it it just seems like adding a little extra almost nonsense to it but oh and i did forget about five minutes ago i was going to mention that the weird thing is when ralph rushes in and he says something along the lines of that he's he's looked for he has looked for uh, the fonz everywhere and i think he says like i look at fonz everywhere i went to his apartment i went to the pool hall i went to the ywca which gets a bit of a laugh but the thing the thing is the opening thing i went to his apartment you mean you went to the cunningham's garage I don't, I don't. It's it's almost it's almost like Bob Bruner hadn't been paying attention, and he was like, "Oh wait a minute, the Fonz went to an optometrist in the previous episode." Well, wait a minute, the Fonz doesn't live in that apartment where we saw him in the Christmas episode. There there are a couple just weird moments in here, and I I will say, I will say, I'm I'm going to end before before I just give a quick overview of the season and we wrap up this this run of episodes and thank you so much everyone for listening i'm going to thank you all again right before we end but i will say two things one is the the um a fi- a f- a f- uh, the the efficient efficient the 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 uh, the the guy who does the ceremony 
after the ceremony is done, the pillows and everything are sort of way in the foreground, sort of where the booths are, where the wall is supposed to be. And he performs the ceremony, and everyone kind of stands up, and um, Momo and Arnold are being applauded, and everyone's smiling. And and watch the watch the efficient there, the the uh, official. He walks almost directly towards us, like he is walking full speed past the point where the booths are, through the wall, past the camera. Where the hell does he go? Is it? I mean, does he phase through the wall? I don't get what I mean. I know we're fiddling around all the time with the geography of Arnold's and geography of the Cunningham house, but that moment is just like, what? Where's that guy, where's that guy going? That's a wall right there. And then we get the other big moment where the Fon says he's not going to wear a kimono, and I think Arnold has just gone out the front door, and the Fon storms towards the kitchen door, and you suddenly sort of realize, and I think I said this before earlier this season, but you realize that, so when you see the front of the house, the front door is that thing at the front, the huge, the you know, the huge house in the front of the house, and the garage is over off to one side. But when you go through, but but you see that, I mean, how far, how what is the distance between? I've said this before. What's the distance between the front door? And the and the, and the side door, the the, the kitchen door. I, I don't I don't know what distance is, but but it's not very far. And we've seen the garage, and the garage is very large. So when you step out of the kitchen door, you see in the opening credits when you see the fonds, the, the little poster board thing with the fonds around. When you step out of the kitchen door, to your right you go down the driveway into the street. To your left immediate left is the staircase up to the top above the garage and then the garage so that means when the fawn storms out that door which isn't too far from the other door which is the front of the house he goes immediately to the left up some steps into his apartment but if the garage is actually right there then wouldn't everyone walking out of the front door run into the garage if you if you kind of shift the garage around, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to leave it at that because it's not... What's going to happen as it goes along is I'll stop talking about that more and we'll start to talk about Jerry Perez goofs. Um, see, I mean, because there are a couple moments here where the camera's all tilted up a little too high, but you never... you don't. I don't think you see over the top of the set. But we will get those moments where you see over the top of the set. We will get those moments where we see camera equipment in the foreground. That's going to be something to look forward to in the future. That's fun. I mean, Jerry Paris is directing all these episodes. The show is huge. No one gives a crap. You know when the show was airing. You know it's I'm the only one that does right here. You know and and maybe some other folks do too. It's me. It's my trouble. I need to deal with it. So let me end it here and say Arnold's wedding, excellent ending. Both these these episodes I think are very good episodes to end the season on. So I I, I mentioned this last episode, so I won't go crazy on it now. I just did just discover that that Wikipedia now has up that the second season the show was ranked number forty nine down from 16 to 49 tied with petrocelli um season three it would be number it's number 11 so it's almost in the top 10 rating 23.9 and that's cumulative across the season which means that if it began at 49 and ended at 11 that means it began in the toilet and by the end of the season it's riding super high which is how it got up to 11 the Vern shirley i believe was number two for this season, it began in January, and it was there for the second half of the season. But but I think that shows how high Happy Days is. 
um, not not high like you're high man, but high in the ratings. Um, Happy Days had become. I mean, because Fonzie Mania had hit and the show was huge, and you could hear the crowd getting raucous and loving it. So, so the the season began in the toilet, but by the end it was riding super high, and and you know went from the forty nine the previous season to eleven, which is is pretty astounding. And the next season things will only get bigger. And as I've said, seventy six to mid 79 happy days of virtually kind of ruled ish the roost not not quite like all the family did and, and uh, but it still was really they're they're huge so and fonzie mania hit and yeah I, I think overall i quite enjoy season three it is very different from the first two seasons it is now a raucous sitcom they have taken the show that was very much in its own special place and made it like every other sitcom more or less except it is generally what it remembers to be set in the late 50s and i i think maybe the distance um keeping it not as you know as all the other sitcoms were were well pretty much you know obviously apart from laverne shirley were set in modern day and 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 this one just just the bit of distance i think makes it a little more must have made it more fun for folks i mean obviously because the ratings were through the roof you know, after a few years, people wanted this, and uh, I, I, I gotta say, I think the season is very funny. There, there's some duds here and there. I mean, I thought beauty contest started strong and then went down the toilet, and there are a few other episodes. I mean, let me, let me take a quick look. I just grabbed the CDs here. What do we got? Fonzie moves in the motorcycle. Fearless Fonzie really one two. The other Richie Cunningham. Richie fights back. Jailhouse Rock. Howard's forty fifth fiasco. Fonzie the Flatfoot. Nah. A date with Fonzie. Oh yeah, three on a porch. Fonzie's new friend. They call it Potsy Love, Tell It to the Marines, Dance Contest, Second Anniversary Show. Okay, there you go. That's how you know it was popular. That they had a second anniversary <laughs> show for it. Fonzie the Salesman, Football Frolics, Fonzie the Superstar, Two Anger Men, Beauty Contest, Bring Up Spike, Cypher Sore Eyes, Arnold's Wedding. Yeah, I think overall it's a really solid season. There are a lot of good laughs in it. It, um, it creates its own catchphrases rather than kind of kind of having one accidentally start but that's just fine that can happen so yeah i think um the first season is something special and the second season continues that the third season is less special in a way because it's more like everything else but i think overall it's funnier i do miss i mean the season does have its pause moments and it's, it's more serious moments but i do miss the um I do miss some of the just just I I do well, I do miss the shooting of it without this raucous loud crowd screaming and and sort of the spaces making more sense, and I do miss sort of the moments where everyone can just be quiet, and just enjoy you know and just you don't have to have a laugh every twenty thirty seconds or more than that. I do miss that, but I can't say this was a bad season. This is an excellent season, I think. So and I'm I'm dying to see where season four goes because season four is happy days at the top of its game fonzie mania is going crazy we're hitting the summer of 76 it's the bicentennial it's the olympics it's presidential election later in the year and yeah so thank you again everyone so much for listening and what's going to happen is if you're listening as this episode comes out end of july 2020 i hope you're all safe and well we are well i we are me uh, me and my dog george who's sitting right next to me uh we're taking i'm taking a month off i'll be back late august early september with uh, season four episode one fonzie loves pinky parts one and two the first of four hour-long season premieres which is cool 
but we will have sometime in August, I will do a mini-sode, much like the mini-sode between one and season one and two, where I consult my crack magazines and tell you what Cracked was doing during Fonzie Mania. And they may have been trying to run him for a, a high office in the U.S., if you catch my drift. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Be good to yourselves. Be safe. Be well. And for, for God's sake, be cool. Talk to you soon.